0: ESPN Radio. Happy St. Patrick's Day on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM channel 80, and ESPN Plus. Chris Candy rocking with my main man Freddie Coleman. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Get at us on Twitter at ChrisCandy99 and at Coleman ESPN. And as always, we want you to tap in on the Candy call-in line. Triple Eight Say ESPN. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six we got the ncaa tournament in full swing right now but freddie c there's only one place to start and that is with deshaun watson watch on high alert now we're down to apparently three teams or maybe we want to say it's two and impossible for those of you that play spades and understand what that (laughs) means but the cleveland browns have officially been eliminated from deshaun watson's list of teams or preferred destinations and so freddie c What's your initial reaction to the final three teams standing being all NFC South teams?
1: Well, if you're smart with the Houston Texans, you don't allow that guy to stay in the AFC no matter what kind of decision that Deshaun Watson was going to make. I'm not surprised that since a guy like him who was from the South, from the state of Georgia, that he would want to be a lot more comfortable, especially, Chris, when we still don't know what the end result is going to be, not just with the 22 civil cases that are out there, but what decision – is the NFL going to make regarding when are we going to see Deshaun Watson on the field? Because the NFL has always been about protecting the shield. And this is the complete opposite of that with Deshaun Watson. So whatever team is going to employ his services, wherever team he wants to go to, any team in the NFC South of the three remaining, when is he going to be on the football field? That's a question that we still don't have an answer to outside of not having an answer or resolution to what's going on with the civil cases outside of football.
0: Yeah, right now, those three teams that are the finalists are hoping for the luck of the Irish in terms of being able to land What has to be the biggest free agent, well, not free agent, but the biggest quarterback name on the market this offseason, one of the guys that is one of the most coveted in terms of, you know, potentially changing the fortunes of your franchise. And so here's what our very own ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter had to say about the Cleveland Browns being officially out of the running for Deshaun Watson.
2: The Cleveland Browns were notified I don't think to the surprise of many people that they were out on Deshaun Watson. And I think that they made a convincing presentation and they had a lot to offer. And there are people who believe they had the best football team for Deshaun Watson. The problem is that they're in the north. And I don't think Deshaun Watson wants to go play up north in the cold in a city that's far away from home. Home is Atlanta. Yeah. Home is near where he's talked with these teams. Carolina is three hours from home. New Orleans is five hours from home. Atlanta is about an hour from his home. So all those teams in the NFC South are in close proximity to one another. And Deshaun Watson, barring some unexpected major surprises, going to be playing in the NFC South this season. The question is whether it's the New Orleans Saints yeah. or whether it's the Atlanta Falcons or whether it's a the Carolina Panthers. I'm told it's a three-team race right now, and we should probably have a decision at some point today.
0: It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And Freddie C., I'm sure that this thing is going to start to crystallize here shortly just because we know that the Houston Texans do have somewhat of a soft deadline when it comes to when they would like to move Watson because on the fifth day of the new league year, which is March 20th, that's the date to watch, his salary for 2023 becomes fully guaranteed along with a $17 million roster bonus. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that the Texans and Nick Casario have no interest in paying that out. So right. I would assume that Deshaun Watson gets dealt before that date. And here we sit on March 17th and it seems like these teams are putting their best foot forward, not just with the trade packages that have already been a pew for the Houston Texans, but also with the pitch to Deshaun Watson. And this is going straight to the ownership level, but As far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned, (laughs) this is one of those situations now where you got to figure out a path forward at the quarterback spot. And and I don't quite know what that is, but to me, Deshaun Watson being available for trade was an opportunity for Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski to do what they wanted to do in the first place when it comes to Baker Mayfield, which is find a way to cut ties with the embattled quarterback.
1: Well, whatever the Cleveland Browns, Chris, are going to do, whether they decide to Go to Baker Mayfield and pull the old Eddie Murphy from a nutty professor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I ran out of fresh drawers. I didn't have any cab fare. Please forgive me. Why? Why? They may have to do something like that because their options may be limited in terms of who they can go after. Because, And you made this point before we got started today. That locker room gets very interesting because Baker Mayfield let everybody know his hurt feelings. He didn't say anything about the Cleveland Browns, Chris. That Tuesday, when he put that out there, thanking the city for being behind him, no matter where I take my next snap, I'm always going to have love for Cleveland and the city. He didn't name anybody in the Browns organization. So if you're the Cleveland Browns and facing that kind of decision, who is going to be out there that you can swing? Because Baker Mayfield is the kind of guy, Chris, we've known and seen him for more than a minute. He does not take slights and allow that to just go and back into the wind. He takes, he holds on the grudges. What's the old line? You want to have someone angry at you for a long time? Hold the grudge for 25 years. Baker Mayfield is that kind of guy that does not allow grudges to get out of his system. So if you're the Cleveland Browns, if you're thinking about fixing this and you can't move on from Baker Mayfield, that becomes very interesting with Cleveland if you can't do that and he comes back to that team even though he doesn't want to play for them knowing that they tried to move on from him and bring in Deshaun Watson.
0: Freddie C., your point is well taken, but looking at the situation on its face, I don't know that the Cleveland Browns need to be the more, desperate of, the more desperate of the two parties when it comes to that situation with Mayfield. Why is that? I don't. Well, because I don't know that Baker Mayfield is going to have an option to be a starting quarterback on a team that has a better talent base than what the Cleveland Browns are bringing to the party in 2022. So if you're Baker Mayfield, I get you got that chip on your shoulder, you wear your emotions on your sleeve, that's all well and good. But there's still some serious questions as to whether or not you can be a quarterback that can do high-level winning for a team. Everybody has to acknowledge he's a quality starter, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's got a playoff win, he's taken the team to the playoffs, and we know the long list of failed quarterbacks in the Browns franchise history. But that still doesn't mean that he's the guy when it comes to trying to accomplish the ultimate goal. And I do have confidence in this new regime with Andrew Berry and Kevin Stefanski, and I feel like it speaks volumes when they're willing to move off of Baker Mayfield without really having a solid plan in terms of who his successor is going to be. So I I think that, that that says something about Baker. And when you look at the glow up from OBJ in L.A. going out there and being a highly productive player to the point where he's winning a Super Bowl and catching a touchdown pass in said Super Bowl, I think that says a lot about Baker Mayfield in terms of being an indictment on what kind of quarterback he is. If you've got weapons like OBJ, like Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt sure. in an offensive line that's built like a brick wall, and yet for whatever reason you can't make it happen, that says more about you than it does about the rest of the guys in that locker room. And I do think the locker room has to be weighed when it comes to what kind of culture Stefanski and Andrew Berry are trying to establish. Now, they did cut ties with OBJ because there was clear friction between him and Baker. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a situation now where the reaction that they saw from the locker room wasn't what they were anticipating in terms of them going back to support Baker. They had more support in that locker room for OBJ than I think the front office recognized. And now they're having to deal with the ramifications of that. And then those players in that locker room, seeing what happened to Beckham out in LA. So this is a really dicey situation for both parties, but if I'm having to to make a decision on mm-hmm. who should be more desperate to want to work it out with the other, yeah, okay. I think that's Baker more so than the Cleveland Browns.
1: And by the way, if you're Baker Mayfield, hey, dude, it's a business. It's the National Football League. We're not talking about being in college where things don't go well. You're going to the transfer portal. That's not how <laughs> life works in the National Football League. They put you in the transfer portal more than you putting yourself in the transfer portal if you're not a free agent. So Baker Mayfield, to me, went completely, totally, totally college. Back on Tuesday by yeah. saying, my feelings are hurt. I can't believe you guys are doing this to me. Hey, Baker Mayfield. You're not the first quarterback that's probably going to play for two or three different teams in your NFL career. If your feelings are hurt, Mitch Trubisky is saying hold my beer right now because if anybody got their feelings hurt, it was that guy in Chicago where they believed in him for one year and then a year later couldn't wait to move on from him and now he's on his third team in the National Football League, a guy that the Bears traded up for and it didn't work out despite the fact that he has gone to two playoffs. He led them to two playoff seasons with the Chicago Bears as a starting quarterback. So, Baker Mayfield, if you're that thin-skinned, that you allow the business of the National Football League to lead you to pull that kind of maneuver on Tuesday, I'm not saying you you should not have your feelings hurt, but there's a better way to do that in grown man life and grown woman life. The way he handled that, I thought was completely immature and completely ridiculous. There was no reason to do that if you're Baker Mayfield. The Browns made a business decision that they was in the best interest of the organization. Sorry your feelings got hurt, Baker Mayfield. Sorry that you feel slighted again. But now what are you going to do about it? Because you come off as a crybaby. What team wants to take a chance for you to say, is that guy going to be tough enough when things really get down and crucial? Will he pull the same thing with us? that he pulled the Cleveland Browns on Tuesday with that Instagram post that he put out there as a message to Browns fans in that city.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the NFL. It's a big boy league. Don't let your emotions get in the way of making a good business decision. But whatever Baker does, he might want to consider changing insurance carriers because mayhem is about to happen when it comes to his career as a starting quarterback <laughs> well in the NFL. But coming up next, better landing spot for Deshaun, Atlanta, Carolina, or New Orleans. Freddie C and I'll chime in on that. But first, a word from Indeed. Want to streamline your hiring for the springtime? Then you need Indeed, the powerful hiring platform that allows you to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Just sponsor a post and you'll instantly receive a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Invite them to apply and you can even schedule and conduct interviews all from your employer dashboard. See why Indeed delivers four times more hires than any other job site according to Talent Nest. Visit indeed.com/credit.
1: I, mean, I checked in with a source. I was told at least a half dozen teams have inquired already.
3: I was told the market is robust. I don't care if Deshaun Watson plays football again. Like, that's not a right because he can throw a football.
1: If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I would trade Kyler Murray. Here we go. One one. I will give you Deshaun
0: Watson, and you can have an MVP candidate, a guy that's a little younger, and you can have him. Freddie Coleman and Chris Candy on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We gave you the straight talk on Breaker Mayfield. By the way, that straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Freddie C, that was the appetizer. Now it's time to get to the main course. That is Deshaun Watson. And the eyes and ears of the football world are waiting for Deshaun to make his decision. Keep it in mind that the three finalists, the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New Orleans Saints have all already had trade packages approved by the Houston Texans. So this is just a matter of Deshaun coming to the conclusion on what's the best place for his football future. Now... I mentioned that I think it's too and a possible because I don't really necessarily see Carolina as as strong a candidate as the other two destinations. That being the new Orleans saints and the Atlanta Falcons. Here's the reason why from a talent standpoint, I don't think Carolina is bringing the same tools to the party as the new Orleans saints are the new Orleans saints as an organization have a better track record when it comes to sustained success. Uh, and then the Atlanta Falcons, although they're on par with Carolina from a talent standpoint, the advantage that Atlanta has is it's home for Deshaun. He's from Gainesville, Georgia. That's a, th- a stone's throw away from the Mercedes-Benz uh, dome or stadium, whatever they're calling that thing now. That's, it's, <laughs> right, it's right there. And also, you have an owner in Arthur Blank that has been watching Deshaun since he's been in high school and has been enamored with his talent. And then the other part to this is that Deshaun Watson is one of those players that wants to have – an owner that is willing to listen to his input, willing to listen to his perspective when it comes to what they want around them in order to do high level winning. So I think that Atlanta mm-hmm. is a stronger candidate than a lot of people are giving them credit for. And then we saw a tweet put out there by Kyle Pitts, the tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, that has yeah. since been deleted that says it's about to be it's about to be on in Atlanta. It's about I think he said it's about to be scary in the A and he had the smiley face emoji with the zipper lips, (laughs) Uh, and then that was taken down. Now, you got to keep in mind, Kyle Pitts and Deshaun Watson have the same agent, David Mulligella, in Athletes First. So there could be some inside information there, but I think Atlanta has always been a stronger candidate than folks wanted to acknowledge because they have the advantage of it being his hometown. But in looking at those three destinations Mm -hmm. that are still possibilities, What do you think is the best landing spot for Deshaun?
1: To me, it's the New Orleans Saints. And I hear what you're saying in terms of the hometown feel. You'll get the discounted Chick-fil-A. You can go to the Buckhead (laughs) District and get all the parking that you want. So I get all of that for Deshaun Mm. Watson staying in his home state. And there's also the unknown with the Saints. We're talking about Sean Payton no longer being in charge of that organization, although Mickey Loomis, the general manager, is still calling and shouting to the New Orleans Saints. I just think the Saints Saints right now, Chris, are more well-equipped for what Deshaun Watson wants to do because if he's serious about winning, if he's serious about giving himself the best possible chance to be a winning quarterback on a winning franchise with a winning team, then it makes all the sense in the world to me that he should sign up with the New Orleans Saints. Now, if he wants to go home and do that and have that support system, especially what's going to happen and we still don't know what's going to happen with the cases outside of the football field, then yeah, that's understandable. But if he wants to win and I think have a more sustained chance of winning with an organization that has been known for that, even without Sean Payton, even without Drew Brees going into the future, I think that Saints franchise makes a lot more sense to Deshaun Watson. We know they got skilled position players. They got Alvin Kamara running back. They got a bunch of filthy McNasties on defense where he won't have to carry <laughs> that load for that football team. If he wants to do that and have that best position right now for the best team in that division, not named Tampa Bay, I think it's more, it's a lot better for him going forward at the beginning to be with the Saints than going back home and enjoying the peach cobbler by playing with the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Well, Freddie, see, I think it's important to note that the Saints have restructured several contracts from the veterans that they have on long-term deals in order to clear $30 million in cap space. That happened in the last 24 hours. So they're preparing to make a big push, and they would need an an additional $5 million in order to slot Deshaun Watson's contract and his salaries for 2022 right into where their salary cap is currently. So that's something that can't be ignored. The fact that they're making those types of moves makes them feel like they are truly one of those teams that is a finalist when it comes to landing the shot. They have a real possibility of being able to pull this off. And so that's going to be big yeah. as far as the New Orleans Saints being able to bounce back into title contention because when Drew Brees stepped away and then when Sean, Baton, Sean Payton decided uh, you know, at the end of this year that he was going to be away from football for a while, this organization looked like they were about to enter a rebuild because they had some significant salary cap issues and they didn't really have an answer at quarterback. Deshaun Watson would give them that answer at quarterback, but mm-hmm. the only thing that I would say about that being the best landing spot for Deshaun is this. I think we underestimate how important Sean Payton was to that culture for the New Orleans Saints, not just with an X's and O's, not just as you know, the guy on the sideline with the headset, but also the guy that's communicating with the front office, the guy that's going out there and saying, you know, and, and telling Mickey Loomis the players that he wants, his eye for talent, is something that's underrated in the National Football League. So all of those things matter, and I'm not quite sure yeah. that you're going to have that same vibe with, the, with, with with Dennis Allen that you had with Sean Payton. So I can't assign the same level of success that we've seen from the Saints over the course of the last decade and a half knowing that Dennis Allen is going to be their head coach because Dennis Allen as a head coach – is different than Dennis Allen as a defensive coordinator. And who's to say, Freddie C, that that defense doesn't take a step back because now Dennis Allen is wearing a different hat. So those are all things to be considered by Deshaun Watson – when you're deliberating what's the best place for you in your football future.
1: Well, here's something else to counter that. On the other side of the Atlanta Falcons, we still know what kind of coach Artie Smith is going to be. I like Arthur Smith a lot. I think he can be a good head coach, but the jury is still out on that. Yep. They still got to try to find a, a, a way to replace Calvin Ridley, who apparently decided that being out of that, away from that football team, and now he's got a whole different situation involving gambling debts and gambling on his football team. That happened last season when he was out. So there questions. Involved with the Atlanta Falcons and their front office as well. When it comes to a coach, when it comes to personnel, Matt Ryan, I'm sure, is not taking this news any lightly because all of a sudden he's saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, my man, what did I do? I, all I did was <laughs> play my butt off and be the best quarterback in the history of this organization. This is the thanks I get, courtesy of the business of the National Football League. And Chris, here's something else. I want to go back to what you said about Kyle Pitts. Can you imagine the look on Deshaun Watson's face, anybody in the Falcons organization, when that tweet was put out there like, man, somebody, go get him. What is he doing? We haven't announced anything yet with these two sharing the same agent. And the tweet was quickly deleted from that standpoint. Either way, you see exactly what kind of talent that Deshaun Watson has that is very seductive and a wonderful narcotic, especially the quarterback position. You don't care if you're the Falcons, if you're the Saints, if you're the Panthers, what the NFL is going to do or how many games he's going to play in 2022. All you care about is we saw what that guy did for the Houston Texans when that whole organization – on and off the football field, disintegrated around Deshaun Watson, he still went out and balled for 16 games that year back in 2020. He did not give up on his franchise, Chris, the way his franchise gave up on him on and off the football field. When you see a guy like that and you're thinking, if he can do that with that sorry organization known as the Houston Texans, then what is he going to do here with a more stable franchise when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, when it comes to New Orleans Saints, when you have that kind of ability and talent, People will go a long way to excuse or try to explain away your transgressions. Allegations, by the way, with these civil suits, nothing has been proven. Nothing's been concrete yet. But you're willing to do that because that's a kind of special talent that Deshaun Watson possesses. So whether he goes to the French Quarter down in New Orleans and has a beignet over here, or he goes to the Buckhead District and he gets fat and happy eating all those pork ribs and everything like that, either way, it's a no-lose situation for him. The question still is, how many games is he going to play in 2022? Because that question is going to be decided and answer by the National Football League, whatever suspension they bring upon Deshaun Watson.
0: Certainly a lot of questions out there about Deshaun Watson and his football future. But Freddie C., you make a compelling case for the New Orleans Saints being the best destination. So we want to open that up to the listeners. Are the Saints now in the driver's seat to land Deshaun Watson? We'll actually hear from somebody down in New Orleans to give us the inside scoop on what the organization is thinking. But we also want to hear from you on the Canny call-in line. 888-ESPN, that's 888-729-3776. What's the best landing spot for Deshaun Watson? Chris in Florida, we see you. We're going to get to you on the other side of the break. This is Freddie Coleman and Chris Canny, ESPN Radio.
1: ESPN, ESPN Radio.
0: Radio. There is no limits to the lengths that New Orleans will go to try to land Deshaun Watson. You're listening to Candy and Coleman on ESPN Radio and E+. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Candy call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Tune in to ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. Presented by Supercuts, download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily Available wherever you enjoy your podcast. Freddie C, we got to get more insight, more information Mm -hmm. on the Saints and their courtship of Deshaun Watson. And for that, we're going to go to ESPN New Orleans Saints reporter Mike Triplett down in the boot. And, Mike, we heard the latest developments around the Saints and their efforts to pursue Deshaun Watson. They've cleared around $30 million in cap space over the last 48 hours. And then we've also heard about a second meeting – that the New Orleans brass had with Deshaun Watson. What can you tell us about these latest developments?
3: Well, yeah, I mean they both signal the obvious that uh, the Saints are all in on this uh, attempt to uh, to make a trade for Deshaun Watson. They have done everything they need to do with their salary cap, which which you know seemed impossible uh, from the outside when they began the offseason seventy five million dollars over the cap. They've obviously offered a significant package to the Texans that includes. Reportedly, they're asking for at least three first-round draft picks and more, which would be one of the biggest trades in NFL history. They're willing to offer that. And, uh, yeah, two meetings uh, uh, to try and, and convince Watson this is the right place for him, including one that included uh, owner Gail Benson. They've included uh, you know, their front officer coach. Um, so everything they can do to try to land Deshaun Watson, they are doing uh, I, I would think if it was up to the Houston Texans, they would not pick the Saints because the Saints have the 18th pick in the draft. But I think it's become very clear. This is Watson's decision, which makes the Saints a front runner.
1: You brought the name Gail Benson. She's the only female owner in the National Football League. You got these 22 civil suits out there involving Deshaun Watson and women. How she, has she been able to reconcile that, yep. knowing what kind of blowback she's going to get from plenty of women in that area about Deshaun Watson if the Saints get him? It's a
3: great question, obviously, Freddie. Uh, and, and as we talked the other day, it's going to be one that we are going to be asking front and center. When you know if they if they do end up making this trade, um, and and I would hope the organization is very upfront, open, welcoming all the questions uh, because it's a huge question, and and it's as much a part of this deal as 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 any of the football side of it is.
0: Talking with ESPN New Orleans Saints reporter Mike Triplett on ESPN Radio in the afternoons, and Mike, I'm curious to know: Have you gotten any insight as to the potential timeline that the Saints have on when they expect the decision from Deshaun Watson?
3: No, I mean I've I've been prepared for it to be any minute (laughs) for about six days in a row now. Um, um, Yeah, you know, uh, but I, I do think it appears from the reporting you know from what I've heard and from what others have reported it appears that that he's interviewed with all the teams that that have have made offers um, and and so the decision could come at any time now we're not waiting on him to speak to any other teams that we know of and it sure appears like uh, the Saints and the Atlanta Falcons are the two front runners uh, obviously he's from the Atlanta area in and Georgia, and, and went there um, to visit with, uh, already had a relationship with the Blank family. So, it, you know, it's hard to imagine another team comes in now, and I, and I think it comes down to when he's ready to make a decision between those teams.
1: If he decides not to join the New Orleans Saints and he goes the way of the Atlanta Falcons, then what, Mike, for the Saints going forward to the quarterback position?
3: Well, before their pursuit of Deshaun Watson, uh, Jameis Winston obviously made a lot of sense, and he has not. Uh, signed anywhere else yet. And even though he may feel a little spurned like Baker Mayfield who's demanding a trade right now. Yep. And Matt Ryan might feel. Uh, unfortunately, Jameis Winston, you know, I mean the Saints could still present his best opportunity, uh, since there are not a ton of starting vacancies out there. So I would have to think that those conversations take place. Jimmy Garoppolo is still out there waiting to be traded somewhere. Now Baker Mayfield is waiting to be traded somewhere. So Whatever their plan B or plan C is, it'll be aggressive at quarterback. As you can tell by their pursuit of Deshaun Watson, they have made quarterback the number one priority of their offseason, and they want to try to win this year and, and next year. They want to win in the short term. They think they have a good enough team to do that.
0: Talking with ESPN New Orleans Saints reporter Mike Triplett on ESPN Radio. And, Mike, undoubtedly people are going to ask the question because Sean Payton was such a central figure the last decade and a half with the New Orleans Saints. Does them potentially landing Deshaun Watson in any way you know open the door for Sean Payton to return as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints in the short term?
3: I don't think so. I haven't gotten any uh, I haven't I haven't seen any suggestions that that's the case, uh, you know. I think I think if Payton had stayed, uh, he would have known that the Saints would move heaven and earth to get whatever quarterback he wanted, just like they appear to be doing. Uh, for the quarterback that the front office and and Coach Dennis Allen have wanted. So I I don't think Sean Payton left thinking they're not going to get me a quarterback (laughs) and he's surprised (laughs) by anything that's happening now.
0: Well, well, Mike, you know I got to ask the question. We appreciate a few moments of your time. Thanks for jumping on with us. Talk to you soon. All
3: right, thank you guys.
0: All right, that's ESPN New Orleans Saints reporter Mike Triplett joining Freddie Coleman and Chris Canning on ESPN Radio. And and Freddie, I think this is interesting because Mm -hmm. to Mike's point, it seems like the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints have separated themselves from the rest of the pack, and of course the rest of the pack, that being the Carolina Panthers. It feels like it's a two-horse race, and there is the aspect of Deshaun potentially choosing to go home, the relationship that he already has with the owner of the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Blank, knowing how Arthur Blank treats his former quarterbacks. We saw how he supported Michael Vick. I mean, Matt Ryan is married to his granddaughter, um, you, you know, for a quarterback that didn't have a whole lot of say when it came to how the Houston Texans shaped their roster and having influence on making decisions regarding the coaching staff. To me, the direct line of ownership would be something that would be
1: at the top of my list of priorities if I were Deshaun moving forward. It's a great point, but I'll tell you this. If he decides to choose the Atlanta Falcons, that's going to be an awful, awkward Thanksgiving to blank household because moving <laughs> off from Matt Ryan and the granddaughter to marrying into the family, all of a sudden you excommunicating him out of the family to go somewhere else for Deshaun Watson. And you used the word earlier, Chris, when it comes down to trust. And it goes beyond football, of course, with Deshaun Watson, but it also has to be a two-way street. Because you're going to put that kind of trust in Deshaun Watson, is going to do that with your organization, then you got to make sure you say hey Deshaun, we don't know what happened in Houston on and off the football field. You better not let that happen here because we got a fan base. We got fan bases that are very rabid about our football teams, whether it comes to the Falcons or the New Orleans Saints, especially down in New Orleans with that fan base down there. That is about as a college fan base that you will want any NFL team when it comes to the support of their football team. So if they're going to say to Deshaun, we're putting our trust in you like you want to put your trust in us, then that trust has to go as a both-way street because you can't just say we're signing you and then everything's going to be fine. You got to let Deshaun Watson know and say whatever happened in Houston, that better not even come close to happening here because we're placing a lot on your shoulders, but we're also placing our reputation, our organization on the line based on what you've been able to do on the football field so far in your NFL career.
0: No doubt about it. There is going to be a heightened degree of scrutiny whenever Deshaun Watson chooses his next team and whenever he steps on the football field and becomes a part of that community. So we'll have more under Deshaun Watson front, but we've also got some news from Adam Schefter that's breaking right now, (laughs) Freddie Coleman. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield has requested a trade as Tom Palisaro first reported. So we got to get into that and your calls coming up next. You're listening to Coleman and Candy, ESPN Radio.
1: ESPN Radio.
0: We're talking about Deshaun Watson. He seemingly has narrowed his choices down to three teams, that being the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Carolina Panthers. But, Freddie, C, we talked about it. It seems like it's a two-horse race between Atlanta and New Orleans. And so with that, we got to go to the candy calling line, and we want to hear from Andre and mass on what he thinks the best landing spot for Deshaun is. Andre, you're on ESPN Radio. What up?
1: Yeah, thanks for taking the call. I got to say, I'm favoring Carolina at this point based off the uncertainty surrounding Sean Payton's role with the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, Payton is a quarterback whisperer. He's has uh, been, you know, he's taken that franchise over these last uh, years, had them in contention consistently. They won the Super Bowl. But I'm not sure if he's coming back after the 2022 season so that's why I would lean towards uh, Carolina even though the situation there the Sam Darnold uh, thing did not work the way that they had expected but we know that that's an owner that has committed to spending money and being aggressive so I'm going to favor Carolina even though with Sean Payton the Saints are a far better uh, opportunity thanks for taking the call
0: yeah and Freddie C I'm on board with what Andre said as far as ownership is concerned. I don't know Mm -hmm. that Carolina is the front runner, but I think they do have the more aggressive aggressive owner of the three when it comes to the teams that are finalists for Deshaun. I think David Tepper is willing to move heaven and earth and willing to turn over his franchise to Deshaun. And we're seeing the influence um, of the NBA on the NFL, especially when it comes to quarterbacks wanting to exercise their agency and recognizing the the power and the value that they have for these organizations. And they're utilizing that leverage. So Deshaun wanting to have a direct line of ownership to guarantee that the things around him uh, would be the supporting cast that he feels he would need in order to do high-level winning.
1: But there's still uncertainty to the Carolina Panthers because what about Matt Rule, who's clearly in the hot seat as a head coach? And you're right about that direct line, that conduit between the quarterback and the ownership. but. You want to find out exactly who the coach is going to be going forward if it doesn't work out with Matt Rule. I think Matt Rule can be a really good coach in college. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that in the National Football League. And since that, since that is an uncertain aspect when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, that is something you have to wave your Deshaun Watson thinking, yeah, me and the ownership are be getting along, but we may need a new coach. And after being busy with a new coach, it's a lot less of the likely that happened to the New Orleans Saints in 2022 and the Atlanta Falcons in 2022.
0: Well, Freddie, C, will say this. Matt Rule being on the hot seat is not necessarily a bad thing. And if you're David Tepper, you probably use it as a selling point to Deshaun Watson saying that if this doesn't work out, then you will have a lot of say as to who the next head coach of this franchise will be. Remember, that's where things went left in Houston. More on that. Also, Baker Mayfield wants out of Cleveland. We'll have the latest.
1: ESPN ESPN Radio. Radio.
0: Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield has requested a trade per sources. Of course, we found this out from Adam Schefter's Twitter account. Tom Palacero was the first one reporting it, and Freddie C., this is one of those situations that we all saw coming (laughs) after that post that Baker Mayfield made 24 hours ago on social media where he thanked the city of Cleveland and told them that he had given the Browns everything he had. It sounded like a farewell. It sounded like a goodbye. And it seems like Baker Mayfield wants to make sure that even though the Browns struck out on Deshaun Watson, letting them know that he has no interest in playing for the franchise moving forward.
1: Right now, he feels like a scorned spouse, doesn't he? And I'm speaking as one who's on his second marriage because the scorned spouse is always the last person to know that someone is unhappy with you. I don't think Baker Mayfield thought in a million years, Chris. That the Cleveland Browns were want to be entering into the sweepstakes when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Because he firmly believed that he was going to be their franchise quarterback for the rest of his NFL career. He's thinking, they drafted me number one overall. I've led this team to a playoff. I've led this team to a playoff win. Even last year when I was injured, I did not give up on this organization. I did not give up on my team. And I went out there. So now as the scorned spouse, when they showed up and said, you know, honey... It's working, but it's not working. We're going to have to think about going to somebody else. Baker Mayfield said, I'm packing my bags. I'm taking the kids. I'm taking the dog. I'm taking one of the cars. (laughs) I'm going to be out of here. So you're right. We should not be surprised that he requested a trade. But here's something else that Baker Mayfield better realize. You can say you want to leave, but who else is going to be out there? Because that quarterback market in terms of going to a different team has completely dried up a lot sooner than anybody could have anticipated.
0: No doubt about it. As the quarterback carousel continues to turn, it doesn't seem like there are a lot of destinations that would be in a hurry to bring on the baggage that Baker Mayfield is walking through the door with. I mean, Cleveland seems like it's the best situation for Baker. I mean, outside of Cleveland, you're probably talking about the Seattle Seahawks, looking at possibilities of the quarterback market. You know, whoever misses out on Deshaun Watson between the finalists, except for the Atlanta Falcons, so you would be talking about New Orleans I'm not sure that Carolina has an appetite for Baker. I don't know Mm -hmm. if they want to be bringing in any more of those quarterbacks from the 2018 draft class. They already guaranteed Sam Donald $19 million for 2022. I don't know that the gap or the difference in Sam Donald and Baker Mayfield is that great, where you would bring on Baker's salary as well, allocating $38 million to the quarterback position. I don't know if they have an appetite to do that. Uh, And then you would be talking about, Uh, the Indianapolis Colts but I'm not quite sure Mm -hmm. that their general manager Chris Ballard is interested in trading for a quarterback in a second consecutive offseason especially one that doesn't seem like they're head and shoulders above the rest of the quarterbacks that they're going to be competing against in the AFC I mean if you look at Baker Mayfield he's the eighth best quarterback at best in the conference I don't know that Chris Ballard wants to fork over any more draft capital for a mediocre quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Baker Mayfield is. He's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Not saying that he's not a quarterback that you, can win, you can't win with, but he's a quarterback that you have to have a really strong supporting cast in order to compete at a high level. And we saw that in Cleveland two years ago, but I think there is a cap on how good Baker Mayfield can be, and that cap, along with all of the emotional baggage that he's bringing to the table, is what's going to keep a lot of teams from going in his direction if, the Cleveland Browns do decide they want to grant his request. So Baker Mayfield better make his next move his best move because if I were him, I wouldn't necessarily be in a hurry to get out of Cleveland. Now, Freddie, I got to ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Did the Cleveland Browns in any way mismanage this situation?
1: That's a tricky question, but here's the most honest answer. No, they did Mm. not mismanage the situation Mm. because you got to do what's best for your football team. And by the way, the Cleveland Browns let everybody know, including Baker Mayfield, what they thought about Baker Mayfield as the quarterback. They said this offense will not revolve around him. He's going to be a complementary piece, not the other way around. And that's the difference. They saw Deshaun Watson as a difference-maker quarterback because more than ever before in modern football, you can't have a game manager. You've got to have a difference-maker quarterback. If Baker Mayfield had been that difference-maker quarterback where you say, hey, go out there and win a game with your arm, we're not having this conversation. Cleveland's not engaging in any conversations with Deshaun Watson. But because they looked at him and said, he can only get us to a certain point, who can we get that can get us past that point? In a Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert world, you need a guy that can at least sort of level off the guy on the other side if you don't outplay him. Baker Mayfield has never been able to do that. We saw week one last year, didn't we, Chris? Opening day, the first half, Baker Mayfield got a touch in Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield. In the second half, when he needed to make some throws, he wasn't able to do it before he got injured later on in the season. That was a very telling sign about what kind of quarterback Baker Mayfield is going to be. You have to put talent around him and make sure that that talent supersedes him and not the other way around.
0: Freddie C., we've got a response from the Cleveland Browns. Per Jake Trotter, the Browns have told Baker Mayfield's camp they are not accommodating his trade request. So you can want so whatever you want. People in hell want ice water. Doesn't right? mean you're going to get it. And that's essentially the stance that Andrew Berry and Kevin Stefanski <laughs> have taken with Baker Mayfield. And I got to say this, uh-huh. I don't blame them. I don't blame the Cleveland Browns for taking this approach with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. He is a quality quarterback. Nobody's taking that away from him. Uh-huh. But if you want to power rank where he falls, when you're ranking all 32 quarterbacks, He's somewhere in the teens. Yeah. He, he's a guy that's 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 a solid quarterback. He's a good quarterback. We know it's a quarterback-driven league. Yep. And there are never enough quality <laughs> quarterbacks to go around. So there is some value to what he's bringing to the table. Uh-huh. But you just got to know what you're getting from Baker Mayfield. I think some of the shine has come off of him. He's not viewed as a franchise guy anymore. He's just a guy that can be your starter and potentially a bridge until you can find something better to do. Like, he's the guy that, that you – that you're kind of around the guy that you entertain until you find the guy that you really want. That's just what Baker Mayfield is as a quarterback. Coming up next, we got an upset in the tournament. We'll tell you all about it on the other side.